The following podcast is sponsored by High Beam Ministry. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it's not that there aren't a million other things to learn about God, but he says you've got to start with the fear of the Lord because that's the beginning of wisdom. And, and so for me to be wise and begin to understand God, it starts with a healthy understanding of fear. Welcome to the Airzatz Coffee Shop. This is Jay, your truth barista, and I'm serving up a steamy cup of God's truth for the average Joe. You can catch me and this podcast on my websites, truthbarista.com, all one word, truthbarista.com, and highbeamministry.com. That's H-I-G-H-B-E-A-M, ministry.com, as in car high beam. We're shining the light of God's truth on the road ahead. Hey, 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 amazing Larry. Are you done with the cleaning up after the lunch rush? Well, you know, yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah. come on over here. I got something really cool to show you. All right. Okay, let me, but now before I turn the screen and show you this list that I found, okay? Okay. Let me ask you, are you afraid of anything? You know, I might be afraid of things that, uh, you know, crawl on the ground, like big spiders, or I'm not a fan of snakes either. Yeah, no, no, okay, okay. What is, let me ask you this, what is fear? Because I've got a definition I found. Well, I think fear is you're worried over excessively about something to the point where it can actually make you sick. Okay, that's what fear does, and that's great. Let me give you the definition here. Okay. Fear is a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc., whether the threat is real or imagined. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? Whether something is real or imagined, it can still cause that distressing emotion we call fear. Hmm. And by the way, related to the imaginary thing, here's another cool definition of fear. It's based on the four letters, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. And did you know that a lot of things that we fear never come to pass? Well, they say almost 80% of the things we worry about or fear, it never happened. 80%. Yeah, so that's a lot of wasted time and energy, right? I think so. Okay, here's another little fun fact before we get to this list. Do you know what they call that thing that happens when you get afraid and you can feel the hair stand up on the back of your neck mm. or whatever? And for some of us, we have a little bit more... Hair than others, yeah, I get okay. it, yeah. Okay, that's called horripilation. Hmm. Isn't that cool? That raise it? We call that goosebumps. Right, right, right. So instead of saying, I have goosebumps over there, you can say, I have horripilation. <laughs> that's right. It's so <laughs> Say cool. that 10 times. Okay, now there's normal fear and there's abnormal fear. Well, the abnormal fear, isn't that a phobia? That's exactly what it is. Okay. So by the way, when somebody says that you're, uh, well, let's say homophobia, and right. they just say you're afraid of gay people. Yeah. This is no. If they use the word phobia, that means an abnormal fear of something. So, you know, me being a stickler for words, right? Right. Well, okay. So let's talk about some common phobias. Okay. Let me. That people let me, have. I'll stay on this side of the screen, and I'm going to quiz okay. you here. Okay. You right. ready? So here are some common ones. <laughs> okay. Arachnophobia. That must be because I know there was a movie. It's about spiders. Right. The Got abnormal it. fear of spiders. 
acrophobia. Oh boy, something to do with heights, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That's the abnormal fear of heights. Here's an easy one. Aerophobia. Arrow, arrow. A fear, uh, oh yeah. Oh, I was going to say a fear of bow and arrows. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, aeroplane. Oh, aero. Oh, sure. Uh, that would be a flying then. All right. Okay. And here's a good one. Claustrophobia. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's Confined a, spaces. That's right, why you don't right. like to work back in the kitchen there because right. it's kind of small. Okay. Here are some less common ones. Mm-hmm. Mysophobia. Uh, fear of mice. Nope. That's the abnormal fear of germs and dirt. Oh, okay. wow. Trypanophobia. <laughs> I have no idea. No idea. That's the fear of injections. And by the way, that keeps a lot of people from seeing the doctor. Oh. Okay, here's another one. Ophidiophobia. No idea. <laughs> no idea. Because you don't speak Latin, right? No. Okay. <laughs> That's your abnormal fear of snakes. Oh. Why did it have to be snakes? Okay, now here's some weird ones I found. Okay, ready? <laughs> Xanthophobia. No idea. Okay, that is the abnormal fear of the word or color yellow no that's right that's, no that's why when the street light changes i speed up because i'm afraid no <laughs> i that's okay. crazy here's another one sesquipedalophobia oh easy for you to say exactly no because idea it's the abnormal fear of long words <laughs> no <laughs> I, I do not have that fear where are you getting these <laughs> this things is from? a great list this actually comes off a psychiatric list oh, here's omphalophobia who knows okay that's the know. abnormal fear of belly buttons no yep Oh, gross. Here's one. Nucleomytophobia. I nuclear or nuclear, whatever. Okay. Prob- probably a fear of nuclear weapons or something. That's like that. exactly what it is. And wow. by the way, that's not a fear. That's wisdom. Okay. Yeah. Now, you need some serious help if you have these three. No! Polyphobia. You know, my wife's name is Polly, but I don't think we have to be afraid of her. No, no, not unless she gets mad. Yeah, well, That's then right. then you got to watch That's out. the abnormal fear of many things. No. Okay, panophobia <laughs> is the abnormal fear of everything, and phobophobia is... Fear of being afraid. That's right. Wow, I guessed. Woo! <laughs> Hope that didn't scare you. And by the way, now just to get a little bit serious here, because we've all faced fears in our lives, some of the fears that we have are what? Well, fear of failure. Yeah. I think fear of death. Absolutely. Uh, I think that there's a fear of the environment today. I mean, I know a lot of people who are afraid to drink water, breathe the air, eat the food that we buy. I mean, it's there's it's a, a big fear. There's a real fear-based thing sure. going on out there. Okay, how about fear of rejection? Oh, that's a biggie. Oh, man. I tried sales once. I couldn't do it. How about the fear of insignificance? You and I have talked about this one in the past, too. Yeah, insignificance is a big deal, especially with older people. Yeah, we as we begin to feel this kind of thing, and I know some of my older friends feel this, they just don't want to kind of be put out to pasture and feel like they're just fading away. So that is a growing fear for some of them. It is. But you know something? We don't have to be afraid. I did a Bible study on this, and I want to share that with you. Can I? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you know why we should not be afraid? Well, God is to replace the fear and the worries in our lives. And if we're tied into God, we shouldn't have them. Okay. We shouldn't have them, but we do. And because we do, if you read God's word over and over in God's word, he uses four words. Do not be 
afraid. And you know something? I took those four words, that phrase, and I did a search in the Bible. You want to hear how many people he's spoken that to? Oh, I bet it's a few. Here we go. Starting with Genesis, going through Revelation. Abraham, Hagar, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, the nation of Israel, Joshua, King Jehoshaphat, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Zechariah, which is John the Baptist's elderly father, Mary, Joseph, shepherds abiding in the field, Simon, Peter, a synagogue ruler named Jairus, Peter, James, and John, the daughter of Zion, the women at Yeshua's tomb, or Jesus's tomb, all of the disciples, Paul, the apostle John in Revelation, and in Luke 12, 32, he says, do not fear, and it's addressed to us. Hmm. Isn't that incredible? This All the way through the Bible, God says, do not fear. And if he goes from Genesis to Revelation, don't you think he wants to drive the point home? Well, is it because they fear? Because it's a natural sort of human expression. But is it because we lack the understanding of God? I think that's a great part of it. Now, remember the original definition of fear is having a, an emotional distress regarding pain or a threat of things real or perceived. So if it's perceived, you really don't have any basis of a threat, okay, or a basis of fear. But if something is real, then we think, oh, yeah, we have a right to be afraid. We should be afraid of those things. But you know something I realized? Even if something is real, I don't have to be afraid of it. And you know why? Because of God. So let me ask you this. Truth Barista, I mean, you are the Truth Barista. You know so much, and I know that you trust God. And we are serving up a steamy cup of God's truth to the average <laughs> Joe. That's what yeah. we do here. But here is the bottom line. Do you fear and do you have a fear today? Uh, yes, I do. But I'll get to that a little bit later oh. because... Uh-huh. And he is the answer to all fear. And there's two reasons why he's the answer, as I see in Scripture to fear. And the first is because of who he is and because of what he does. It's hmm. that simple. You want to walk through that? Yes, I think it's good. So because of who he is, what do you mean by that? Okay, let me ask you some more words and you give me the definition. Okay, throughout the Bible, we see it taught, even though it doesn't use these words per se, but it's taught that God is omnipresent. What does that mean? He's always with us everywhere. Right, he's with us wherever we go. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, when you were a little kid, didn't you get afraid walking through a dark hallway or a dark room because you felt all alone? Mm -hmm. But the minute you realized your dad or your mom were with you, didn't that take away that fear and give you more confidence and Absolutely. security? Absolutely. Okay, so God is always with us. There is nowhere that we can go that God is not with us. In fact, David, the writer of the psalm, says, even if I dwell on the other side of the sea, you're mm. with me. If I go up to heaven, you're with me. If I go down to the deepest parts of the grave, hell, you're with me there. God is with us everywhere. So that's our source of security in combating fear. Here's another one, omniscient. Well, that one is just that he's past, present, and future. He's everywhere okay. in terms of time. So if you're in every place in time, how does that affect you? If I know everything that's going to happen, past, present, and future, that means I am omniscient and I know... Everything. There you go. So if God knows everything, he knows what is really coming to you. And if I'm afraid of something and he knows it's not coming to you, then that's 
imagined. Well, and when you talk about past, I mean, that has to do with history. And a lot of times we're fearful of the things we have done in the past that is going to affect our present and our future, right? That's, That's right. We're fear of that. Mm-hmm. It's called skeletons in the closet sometimes. Right. And God knows when those skeletons are going to start rattling and when we're, they're not. In fact, we talked about that recently, too. So God's omniscience knows when something is real or something is imagined. And if it is real, we can take real comfort in the fact that nothing takes God by surprise. He knows exactly what we're facing. Knowing everything means he is totally aware in advance of what's coming our way so he can prepare us in advance. And even if it takes us by surprise, he's already there to help us through it. And that goes back to his omnipresence. It is incredible. Here's another one. Omnipotent. Okay. All-powerful. I do know that. Okay. He's omnipotent, okay? Yes. Well, when we're faced with fear, and if one of those things is coming at us that we really do fear, God has all the power in the world, all the strategy in the world to take care of that particular thing that's facing us. Really, fear seems to stem from the fact that we're surprised by things that we think are a threat to us. To God, they're no threat. Well, it's like when you're a little kid and you have a big brother to watch after you. Exactly. He's our big brother. Yep. So anytime that bully comes around threatening us, he steps in front of us and says, "Uh, excuse me, should we have a little bit of a talk here? And by the way, not to call him a bully, but there's a guy that's pretty determined to get get his coffee. Yeah. So we'll be back and talk more about this idea of fear in just a moment. This is The Truth Barista, your link to how God defines our day. Hi, this is Jay, The Truth Barista. Remember, all good coffee is worth the price. Each week, The Truth Barista brews up discussion on current and relevant issues. That is also worth the price, and we hope you will help us maintain this weekly podcast by tipping The Truth Barista. And you can go online and do that at GoFundMe.com. You can find that link on our website. TruthBarista.com I have an announcement to make. Hi, this is Droopy Dog. I just want to encourage you to listen to the Truth Barista. He brings out all sorts of things like truth that really excites me. Okay, is he happy now? Yeah, probably. I think so. I think I I gave him a little treat uh, as an extra bonus for him waiting there while we were finishing up our conversation. Good. My fears have been relieved. Thank you for stepping in like that, big bro. Okay. Well, listen, we were talking about fear, what combats fear, and one is knowledge of who God is, but also in his word. Over and over, he has declared certain things about himself and what he does that prevents fear in our lives. So do you want to hear some of that? I would love to. Okay, once again, here are just a small list that I have found in my study that God says, do not be afraid. And the question is why? In Genesis, he says, I am your shield, I am with you. In Deuteronomy, he has told you. Now, when God says something, he's going to follow through. Remember what he's done in the past, because when we remember that, it gives us confidence for the future. God fights for you. He has promised not to leave you or forsake his people. He has handed our enemy over to us, and they can't stand against us. That's Joshua. 
For the battle is God's, not yours. That's Chronicles. He says in Isaiah, I am your God. I mean, those four words right there should really inspire confidence. Jeremiah, he said, I will deliver you. In Jeremiah, he says, though far away, I will save you, and you are never beyond his reach. In Lamentations, God draws near when we call. In Isaiah, he's your redeemer. Back in Genesis, the Lord hears. In Daniel, you're greatly beloved. In John, your king is coming. And Luke, he says, it is your father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And in Revelation, he is the first and the last. I mean, you want to talk about a foundation to combat fear and bring faith into your life. That's just a small list. Well, these are almost like promises, aren't they? Exactly. I mean, I think if we spend some time memorizing the very promises that God says that he would come into our lives and be the protection or be the way out, it would circumvent any worries or fears that we would have. Mm -hmm. And you know something? We have some real-life fears. So here's some real-life fears. Have you ever been afraid that your needs would never get met? I think in my life, most of the time, that has been the biggest fear. I can't earn enough money or the bills become bigger than what I can handle. Yeah, always, always fear. Here's my classic, the unexpected car breakdown. Oh man, if there's something in my life that just kind of fills me with the horripilation and chills, it's that. Because then I know I've got a big bill in front of me. But you know something? Throughout Scripture, God gives us promises by way of his name. Now, in names in the Bible reveal who God is and how he acts. So, one of his names is Jehovah. That's his personal name. And he tags it with the name Yireh. A lot of people say Jehovah Jireh. But in Hebrew, it's Jehovah Yireh, which means the Lord, our provider. So to combat the fear of your needs not being met, you simply get to know him as Jehovah Yireh. He's our sole provider. Okay, how about relationships? Well, something to do with shalom, right? Right, Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord, our peace. He builds a peace between us and him through his work in Jesus in our lives. He reconciles us, and then he works reconciliation, me to other people and them back to me. So would the fear be a fear of a relationship going awry, a divorce? What would you be fearful in relationships? Uh, Rejection? Yeah, that would be a fear of rejection, relationship breakdown. When I see these things coming in a relationship, oftentimes, in fact, this was one of the foundation stones in my wife's and our marriage, because we were getting through some really big difficulties a year and a half in, and I went to the Lord and I said, I need some help. Well, Jehovah Shalom stepped in and said, okay, well, let me talk about you first and let get you straightened out, and then we'll work on your wife. Okay, and you know something? I went with that, and he healed our relationship and our marriage, and we've been married uh, nigh unto <laughs> years now. No, we're at uh, 34 years now. Holy cow. Yeah. Because you didn't know I was that old, did you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still working in a coffee shop. Yes, I (laughs) see that. Because I own the place, that's why. Okay, here's another one. You just went through a health scare. I did. Was I fearful? You know, I really wasn't. And that's sort of abnormal for me, but I just trusted in the Lord. 
But a lot of people are fearful of their health, fear of the big C word, cancer, mm -hmm. or heart disease, or whatever it might be. They're just fearful. And they're fearful a lot of times today because they don't have adequate health insurance. That's true. Or if they have health insurance, they find out they can pay all the premiums out, and they pay all the deductibles, and they still don't get a cent back from the insurance company. So why go to the doctor, but yet I have a health concern? Well, God is, says, come to me first. Mm -hmm. Because I'm Yehovah Rapha, which means the Lord, your healer. If he built this machine called a body, he can certainly heal this machine called a body. Now, we don't just stay there. If he says, go to the doctor, what do you think you should do? Go to the doctor. Exactly. Yeah. That's why they're there. He gave us the medical arts. So here's another one. Our protector. Hmm. If we're looking for protection, we're fear of being attacked or fear of somehow feeling exposed in some sort of way to danger. He is Jehovah Nisi. Oh, I was going to say Jehovah safety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's actually a good way of putting it because it's Jehovah Nisi, our banner. And in warfare, where's the safest place? You go where the king is, and where the king is is where the banner is. So you run to the banner to find safety in the presence of the king. Mm, Isn't that's that good? Cool? That's good. Okay, here's another one. We talked about this earlier. Weakness and aging. Hmm. A lot of people have a fear of losing mental capacity, mm -hmm. physical capacity, emotional, all those things. Well, he's known as El Gibor, which means the mighty God, the God who gives strength. I watched my mom go through Alzheimer's and eventually die from it. Oh, so awesome. there is a little bit of a fear of that in me in the sense that genetics are genetics, right? Mm -hmm. But I think a person, as you just said, can take comfort in the fact that we have a mighty God that can oversee all of the things that we are fearful and of. gives you strength yeah and here's a big one the fear of death and this is this is remarkable because not everybody goes through the same health problems not everybody faces the same physical needs not everybody faces old age and weakness but we all faced death isn't that fascinating so and it's true in our humanity many people are afraid of that last step of life into eternal life and God has revealed himself in another way with another name he is Jehovah Yasha the Lord who saves the root of Jesus's name is Yasha or Yeshua he is the Lord who saves us mm. and the primary thing he saves us from is death boy you know and so many people as you know truth barista they ignore that word or mm -hmm. that concept and yet it was the whole reason Jesus came is to give us life and not death. Yeah, we walked away from God and God did everything in his power and his strength and his omniscience, omnipresence to create a path to overcome death that we might live with him forever. And that is Yehovah Yasha, Yeshua. And yet we are to fear one thing, right? <laughs> one thing we're and to fear. And what is that? Well, God. Exactly, because throughout scripture, it says you need to be afraid of God. Now, what does that mean to you? Or what do you think most people think when you say fear of God? Well, I just think that some people just think that that's, again, they're just in, in awe of God and honor. And that's really what it means. But some people think that it's not, it's to be fearful, just like you fear spiders or something. Exactly. There are people in many other cultures and many other religions that fear their gods as if they don't bring the right offering, they're going to get struck down or diseased. I look at Islam today and... And Allah is a very fearful God. It's kind of like you don't even know if you're going to make the cut by the time you get to the end of your life. Only in our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, revealed through his son Yeshua, Jesus, that we know for sure that we will make the cut. If we trust God says, this is my son's sacrifice for you, 
trust me and I'll take you through. So when it says fear the Lord your God, what does that word fear there mean? Well, you touched on it. You said reverential awe. That's really the best way of putting it, to have a reverential awe of something. Okay, listen to this from Luke 12, 4 through 5. Now, there is a fear factor here. And I say to you, my friends, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that, no more they can do to you. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has the power to cast you into hell. Yes, I say fear him. So, is there a reverential fear of God? Yes. Is there a genuine fear of God? Yes, but God says, you don't have to fear me if you fear me. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. You don't have to fear being cast into hell if you honor and revere me and trust me and love me and let me love you by showing you the way out of hell and avoiding hell. So that, is that why reverential fear is so powerful? It is. It is because fearing God at a reverential level And holding him in awe is simply recognizing him for how powerful he is, how present he is, how knowledgeable he is, and trusting him. And that trust overcomes fear. And there is benefits to this kind of fear. Exactly. Throughout the scripture, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Fear often hits us because we lack knowledge and wisdom and understanding of God. Having a reverential fear of the Lord means we trust and depend on him. It says in Proverbs 14, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. And in Proverbs, the fear of the Lord leads to life. It's a fountain of life and it prolongs our days. And with all this going for us, amazing Larry, why do we have anything to fear at all other than just God himself? Boy, this is so good about fear, Truth Barista. But at the end of the day, what would you tell our audience that you could boil this down into kind of a nutshell? I mean, you've given lots of information, lots of scriptures and concepts, but how can we boil it down to something we can take with us every morning when we awake? We can say, fear God and nothing else. Fear is false evidence appearing real. There is nothing more real than God. There is nothing approaching us that God cannot overcome. So really, even if it's false evidence or true evidence, God still neutralizes that fear in us because he can handle absolutely everything. Like FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, with reference to God, yeah, it's when we have the fear of God, there is nothing else to fear. I can say one thing. You should run for president because you... you I've got the president. You've got got the voices. You've got (laughs) FDR. You've got Bill Clinton, right? I'm not afraid of anything (laughs) except Hillary. (laughs) How's that? (laughs) Wow. Well, until next week, Truth Barista, thank you. And we're going to try to live a life of no fear. No fear. The world is in turmoil today, but our lives can have peace. If we accent on the turmoil, we will feel its effect. But if we accent on the peace of God and Jesus Christ, 
we will experience His peace. Turmoil or peace, it's your choice. Thanks for joining us. This is Jay, your Truth Barista. Thanks for listening to the Truth Barista podcast. The best way to find out when a new podcast drops is through RSS feed. Go to our website, look for the RSS button, press it, and then enter your email. You'll be notified when a new podcast drops. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.